When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. If you put Josh Dobbs on the 49ers, is he putting up numbers like Brock Purdy? Yes. <laughs> I was hoping you said that. Yeah. I mean, he's unbelievably smart. He'd pick up the system quickly. Shanahan has gotten most quarterbacks to produce there. He's won. He already beat Dallas with much less talent. I think you give him a training camp and if, like I don't know that like if tomorrow he switched, he would put up the numbers, but with a training camp and a few games, yeah, I think he would be producing like Brock Purdy. I think like 60 quarterbacks would be. Yeah. That's such a shot at Purdy. And usually like I like for a long time I was the person doing that and you were getting mad at me. You just you just compared, you just said that he was on Purdy was equal to a guy that has won one game in the NFL in seven seasons and has played for, I think, five teams. Dude, so do you know about Tyson Bagent by any chance? Yeah, he's the guy from Shepherd University that's the Bears' backup quarterback. Okay, yeah, D2, undrafted. Okay. People here keep saying that he's the next Brock Purdy. Smart, had a ton we of might have a chance. To, we might have a chance to find out in about a month. Yeah, dude, I know. But my <laughs> point is, is that, like, everybody – like. Brock Purdy is now just like this like litmus test. He's just the standard bearer for yeah, anybody can do it and come in and be successful. I think it's pretty rare, but in that particular situation, like I think if Tyson Bajant came in and played for the Bears, he'd get killed personally. Um, I'm rooting for him. I interviewed him in training camp. He probably would get the ball out faster than Fields, but I don't think think I think you could get the ball out faster than Fields. I mean, that's really not saying anything. Right, but I don't think, but I don't think he would produce much. But in San Francisco, I think a lot of dudes would produce. Yeah, I do, and I don't. Do- think you know me, do- man. I like the eye test of Justin Herbert. I don't like the eye test of Purdy. I the Dobbs. The see, I, I um, my eye test has changed on Purdy. I, I've seen him make more throws than I thought he was capable of making You're so far this year. Scarred because of what he did to your team. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, the. Dobbs thing will be interesting in this way because of what you said there. Like the guy's highly intelligent. He's a rocket scientist. He's shown he can play in different systems. When Kyler Murray comes back, is that a guy that a quarterback needy team would trade for midseason? Like if you're the Jets, 
There's all this reporting now about how they don't think any of these guys move the needle. How about him? In like two to three weeks. Um, Meaning like because you think he's smart enough to pick up the system immediately? Right. And Kyler is going to play. So, like, what are the Jets going to be in? Th- like, in the in three weeks, aren't the, the Jets are going to be two and four, right? At best. Yeah, but you still have eleven games left, and the thing is, he's cheap and he's mobile, so you could actually get him to play behind that offensive line and expect him to not get killed on every play. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I respect it. As always, we're going way too slow. Come on, let's go. Pick up the pace here, Danny. What's next? Ravens Browns. Do you consider the winner of this game the AFC North favorite? No, because I'm picking the Browns to win, and I I can't ever, ever bet on them or predict them to do anything of any substance. So I think they'll win this game, and I think they'll find a way to blow it over the subsequent 14 weeks of the NFL season. Well, what I'll say then is, if that happens, you should then bet the Ravens or whoever you think is going to win it after the game. Because right now, Baltimore is plus 170 to win the North, and Cleveland is plus 210, with Cleveland as a favorite in this game. Which would make me think that if Cleveland wins the game, they actually do, be, they do become the gambling favorite. But if they're expected to win the game, I'm a little surprised that Baltimore is such Who would a, you pick to win the division right now? Baltimore. The Burrow injury, like, he really impressed me with his toughness last week, but it's clearly going to be a thing that lingers. Um, and I think Lamar is going to continue to get better over the course of the year, and hopefully they get healthier. So I'd, I'd, I'd pick Baltimore. But Cleveland's defense is really good, man. They've given up one offensive touchdown this year. That's yeah, it. They, they, are, they are very, very good. So if, if it's going to just be a kick-the-crap-out-of-each-other division and, like, no one wins double-digit games – then yeah, I do think that Cleveland could win it. Um, speaking of Bengals Titans, would you sit Joe Burrow? Yes, absolutely. Not even a hesitation on that one. Yeah, he's uh-huh. sitting down. He's not playing this game. Your defense looked incredible. If you're the Bengals against LA with all those sacks and Hutch and uh, Hendrickson, Hubbard and those guys up front, uh, Ryan Tannehill's been a turnover machine. And Derrick Henry can't get any traction behind that offensive line. Yeah, I'm going to trust my backup quarterback and my defense to win this game and give Burrow a chance to rest after playing on a short week. 100%. Yeah, he's out for this game if I'm running the Bengals. I, so, like, this stuff always makes me laugh. Like, can't we just admit that we have no idea? Like, last year we were like, it's completely negligent for Justin Herbert to play with his rib injury. And then they were like, um... Actually, it's not going to heal in a short amount of time. And with the padding, it shouldn't get worse. It's a straight pain tolerance issue. That was like what the doctor said, but all of us had all of these opinions on it without actually having any idea. So if you told me if he skipped this game, Joe Burrow is healthy for the rest of the year, then yeah, sure, I'm with you. But we have no idea if that's true. Yeah, but we know how sprains and strains work. And rest makes them better. Now, not completely healed. It's not like, you know, he's going to be completely cured if he gets five, if he gets two weeks off. But him. But, but, but so, like, why, why? 
Like I, my answer is no. My answer is play him because this is an AFC game against a team that you could compete with for the wild card and for conference tiebreakers. And next week it's Arizona. And then the week after that, it's Seattle, and then the week after that is. Well, your we didn't bye. ask about Arizona and Seattle. I mean, it. I'm, I'm but my not, point not, is, he played last week. He played well. They won. Do it again, and then sit him after that if you want to for NFC games, and then a bye week, and you could sit him for three weeks in a row if you wanted to, and only miss two NFC games. Yeah, I just feel like they dodged a bullet with him in the Rams game, and they just had him tough it out because they treated it almost like a playoff game. And he said as much afterwards. He said the risk of going zero and three was too much for me to sit this game out. They treated it like they looked at those percentages and knew if they lost, their season was over. Um, at one and three, I don't think they'd feel the same way. So, I, I mean, I would give him, I would try to rest him as long, I would try to rest him as long as I could before I felt like I was back into a must-win situation. That's what I would do. I would, I would literally treat it like that. All right. You think he's going to play though, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Um, Rams, Colts. Rams, Colts. Jonathan Taylor trade rumors are back. What 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 would happen for you if Indy traded him to the Dolphins? Rappaport said that's the team to look out for. He thinks that's the team he'll end up getting traded to. Back on Jonathan Taylor trade talk. It surprised me when Rappaport said that. I mean, Miami they what five touchdowns from two running backs last week. Yep. But this goes back to what you've said about San Francisco. San Francisco showed that with Mostert and with Wilson, who are both in Miami now, that they could have an effective running game. But, man, if you get Christian McCaffrey in there, it's going to take it to an even higher level. And maybe the Dolphins are looking at the same way with Taylor. Now, my opinion, it's not apples to apples because McCaffrey is so much more versatile and is just overall a much better player. Right, which is what we've talked about before. But it would not. What, how do you pronounce that dude's name on on Miami? Who had 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns? Arcane, Arcane, Achain. Yeah, like that guy has that game, and and he's a burner. He's a friggin' flyer. That guy's just an absolute. He's so small, but he can fly. Achain. Yeah. So like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So like, that guy has that game in that spot, and then you're trading for a bruising running back who needs volume touches, like. If I'm them, I'm not giving up more draft picks. Like they, they don't need more running back help. Like say if you're if you got a draft pick to trade to add a veteran, you know, around Halloween at the trade deadline, wait to see like what position you really need. I don't I don't look at Miami and think they need Jonathan Taylor. That would really really surprise me. The but, only way he's going to win this game, by the way, Rams and Colts. Yeah, is Anthony Richardson going to play? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. That matters to me. Yeah, it definitely um, matters to me. I like I, I like Minshew more than him right now. Me too. Uh, I would say the, the the Rams looked atrocious on Monday night. Yeah. Um, but I think I would pick them to bounce back in this game, and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when they when they get Cup back involved. What that does to Nakua and Atwell, who have both looked pretty good in the first uh, three games of the year. All right, Raiders, Chargers. At this point, given how they've started the year, what would you consider a good season for the Chargers? Okay, so I asked this question or worded this question because I think right now 
if you're there are very few Chargers fans, so the odds of one listening to this podcast are slim to none. They're just they they they're hard to find. Most of their fans are still pissed that they left San Diego, and I don't think they've been so good that they've created fans all over America. They're they might be they might be the team with the smallest fan base in the entire league right now, um, which is a shame because of guys like Herbert. Uh, I think if they make the playoffs, that's going to be looked at as a success, but it shouldn't be right. Like I think at this point, if Staley got them to say nine and eight and they were the seventh seed, I think he keeps his job. Would you agree with that? No, I, no? I think he has to get fired. I, I, so I what, think so, he, the, so then what would be a success? They got to win one playoff game. They got to win a playoff game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Herbert's. You know he's gotten paid, right? Like he, what, he's. What if they're? What if they're the? What if they're the seven seed? And they go to Kansas City and they lose in overtime. Or what if oh, they're the six? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, sure. I mean the 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 AFC is good. They've started one and two. Uh, one of their losses is to Miami. I, I I understand what you're saying. They've got what? It's three close games. Their their two losses are by a combined five points. Like I I think that they are good. And not everybody gets to win playoff games every year. So, of course, I see what you're saying. But I also think that most people who watch Chargers All-22 tape are pretty damn convinced that Brandon Staley is a detriment to the organization. So, and I would think that if that job became available and they didn't promote, promote Kellen Moore, I would think that Ben Johnson, who we just saw with the Lions, put up 30, you know what I mean? I think it would be the most desirable vacancy in the NFL, other than maybe if you wanted to come coach Caleb Williams in Chicago with a couple of first-round picks, you know, but Herbert is an established dude in his prime with a good roster around him. Yeah, you got to go through Mahomes, but I, I think that in order to save their coach's job, they have to win a playoff game. So I think that's the standard, or else someone gets someone new gets to coach Herbert next year. I think just because there's such a lack of interest in them, I just feel like the standard for what gets coaches fired there is so much higher because there's no there's no like cult of fans that are going ballistic and demanding, you know, heads rolling. There's none of that there. So who knows? I mean, it's the whims of the owner, I get I guess, but like Bottom line for me is maybe Staley doesn't have to do as much as we think. 